Welcome to the Family Alpha Podcast, a place where men, families, and the truth have a voice. The information shared on this podcast is meant to be applied. Now, here is your host, Zach Small, founder of thefamilyalpha.com and co-founder of thefraternityofexcellence.com. Let's get to work. Welcome to another episode on the Family Alpha Podcast. I am your host, Zachary Small, and today I am joined by Devin Clevenger at It's Me Dev Clev, founder of Circle of Grace, the host of the Dev Clev Show. No introduction needed. Dev, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to doing this. It's going to be a fun chat. So for those listening, you guys are obviously aware I run the Fraternity of Excellence. And for years, we've been growing, you know, we're, we're over three years now. Men are coming in, they're growing, they're thriving. Since its inception, I've received so many DMs from women saying, well, do you have something like this for the ladies? And every single time I had to say, no, I am a man. You know, I could easily make a group, but I wouldn't be able to offer what you need. I don't have that experience. And people kept asking and asking and asking. And finally, somebody carried the torch, Devin. You went forward, you created the circle of grace. It's it's in its first year. You know, how are things? What inspired you to do this? Well, actually, I love this. You mentioned that because you're kind of a really big key role in getting this started. Um, I had put it out there on Twitter that I was thinking about just starting an accountability group for women. Um, and I was thinking small. I was thinking oh, you know, I'll just have a little group chat or something. Um, but you had come in and you said, hey, are you serious about this? If you're serious about this, like you should take off with this. And you took something that was a small idea and turned it into a much bigger vision for me. And it gave me a lot of confidence. Like there's a real need for this and I can do this. I'm the person for this. I've been like waiting for something that really spoke to me like, this is something I want to do. And I've played with a lot of different, you know, forms of entrepreneurship and different things, but nothing has stuck with me. Nothing's like had a spark within me, but this idea totally and seeing like in my head, a vision for a female version of what you've done was totally inspiring for me. And it instantly motivated me. And I was like, yes, let's do this. And um, you know, you offering to reach out and have, you know, an hour or so Zoom where you just poured out your wisdom and advice was extremely helpful. And I was so grateful for that. And I didn't want to, um, you know, take advantage of the time that you had invested in me. So I really was like, we're going to do this, you know. So um, I that day started kind of reaching out to people and posting and gathered some women together. And I just got the ball, the ball rolling. And it's been awesome. I have a very strong core group of women and we've really got things to a really nice structure now. At first it was a little like, okay, like let's just kind of figure out how this goes. And now I really have a structure to everything and it's like, this is what you're going to get. And it's everyone that's in there right now has been really has had nothing but good things to say about it. So it's been really beneficial and to see the relationships that are already being created and developed are awesome. Well, that's great to hear. And in, you know, when I hear that, it's not just, you know, it's cool to hear something blooming for you, 
but I can see how this can benefit all the men I'm working with, you know, and as you know, this is a very, all my guests, predominantly male. I think I've had maybe two female guests. So for you to be on here, it's, it's, I see that, you know, not only do I see the need, but I see how this is going to grow to such a thing that's going to help people who truly are kind of caught in the cycle right now. Mm-hmm. And to have that group, to have that, being able to reach out and like, there are men in FOE who I believe their ladies are in circle of grace, mm-hmm. you know, and it's kind of like yeah. you get, you know, the men's locker room, the ladies locker room, everybody kind of wins with that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I remember when you bring it, when you brought it up, I was like super like, yes, finally, I've got someone, you know, because it has been asked way too many times. And I felt bad every time I said no. Mm. So for you to create this, you know, to run with it, it's, it's awesome. I do look forward to seeing where it goes. But before we dive into your vision for the future, let's start at, you know, square one. Why is it the circle of grace? Well, that's a good question. So one thing that I've always really struggled with is I have hindered myself from moving forward due to I can't figure out a name or I can't figure out a brand. Like I can't, like I I would get so caught up on titles that I would not take action. It really hindered me. And I didn't want that to be something that hindered me this time. So I decided to crowdsource. I was like, y'all, I reached out to my group, my personal group. I have a little group chat on Twitter of a lot of um, Twitter homies. And I was like, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's my vision. I struggle with creating names. Help me out. And I even posted it on Twitter and a lot of people reached out to me, but my good friend, Dean Abbott, um, he, which he's an FOE, um, yes, but he he, is. funny, funny. So he actually came up with circle of grace. So he suggested that. And when, for whatever reason, when he said it, I was like, that is it. That is it. I just felt this. It just sparked some, like an emotion in me. Like it was just very, comforting and calming and just it was what I wanted it to sound like when you wanted to join so um I I was like that's it and everybody was kind of in agreement in the group they were like oh that's really good so you know circle is kind of implying that we're all facing one another and we're all you know around a campfire just like bonding in that community and Grace is is a feminine virtue that is really important. And I think that, you know, there's not a human on this planet that is not in need of grace. So I really thought that that was a beautiful name. So I definitely went with that and ran with it. So shout out to Dean Abbott. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You know, when you think of the shape, it's connection. It's, it's a connected shape. It, it is facing one another. There's a lot of power to that. And obviously yeah. grace itself carries significant weight and strength in it. Now, when it came to fraternity of excellence, and I'm actually very interested in this for you, I left a military background and that was sort of my driving force. I didn't have a brotherhood that I, I, my whole life I had had mm-hmm. for you. What were you a part of a group and then you, you left it and you wanted to rebuild that or had you never had a group and you were looking to form one? What is your driving force behind running this? Because as a, someone running a group, I understand the toll it takes. And your why needs to be incredibly powerful because there are late nights, there's stress, there's there's a lot of people asking a lot of questions and looking for help, and everyone's looking at you. And if you don't have a strong why, you're going to break. So what's your why behind the Circle of Grace? Why did you form this group? Well, for the last few years, I've really been desiring community and fellowship because in when I was in college, I actually was a part of this um, 
fellowship group on campus that was faith-based. And I had such strong bonds with these women that I was in relationships with. And we had discipleship groups. So they were like breakout groups of three people and they were very intimate and they were very down to the nitty gritty and let's get real and raw and authentic. And I've missed that ever since college. And 2020 made it even harder because, you know, all the churches are, have been shut down, at least in my area and a lot of other areas across the nation. There's not any fellowship groups or real life groups. And I tried the Zoom Bible study thing and that just, there was, it just wasn't working. And a lot of the things that I would do, um, like extracurricular stuff, whether it be yoga or whatever, those were shut too, shut down too. So I was desperate for community and I felt like I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting for something to pop up or to open. And then I kind of had to sit back and have a reality check for myself. Like nobody's coming to save me. Nobody's coming to, you know, give me an opportunity on a silver platter. No one's coming to say, Hey, I got this awesome thing. Um, or, Hey, you can come and do in this. So I decided, okay, it's time to do something. Like I am ready for fellowship and connection and community. And I think a lot of it too, was the last, you know, since I've been married, I'm, I'm a stay at home wife and I make my income solely from online. And I, before I was in the salon, so I was a professional cosmetologist and I was interacting with people all the time. So now I just am not interacting with people as much. So there was like a deficit of that social connection in my life. So I was just really ready for community. That's wild to go from where you're interacting with people daily to where like the whole world gets shut down and you're like, what do I do? Yeah, but yeah. what I really like though, is that you're like, well, screw it. I'm going to build it. You know, <laughs> they say, be the change you want to see. You right. brought that. Now, have you found people having a hard time or maybe when they check out the group adjusting to being open because we live in a very isolated world. Mm-hmm. And I know at least in FOE, when they first come in, they're, they're not used to sharing, you know, those raw, like, Hey, let's skip the fluff. Let's skip all the bullshit. Let's go right to your issue or how I can help you or whatever. Are you finding the same thing with women? Are they able to open up like that? Definitely. No, there's definitely that barrier there that you have to be intentional about breaking through. Um, at first it, it was a slow, you know, everyone was trying to feel out, okay, well, what, what is, how, what's, what are we comfortable with? What are we not? Like, what is this? How much can we share? And it was a struggle for a while. And one of the girls in my group is actually, um, a therapist. And so I reached out to her and I'm like, listen, I need feedback. Like, give me some feedback. What, what do I need to work on? What do you think is a struggle? Like, just give me something. And she said, you know, I think that you would really benefit from utilizing the silence. And that really, really, really changed things. So that next Zoom that we had after I had that conversation with her, I decided, okay, I'm going to just sit in the silent. I'm going to talk. I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to open up. I'm going to lead by example and I'll share some vulnerable stuff. And then we'll sit there in silence. If you don't want to share, you don't want to share. I can't make you, but we're going to sit here and I'm just going to stare at you. And we can either just sit here or somebody will open up and it worked. It was uncomfortable at first. And we, I was just like, I had a big cheese on my face. Cause I'm like, this is awkward. <laughs> Who's going to break. <laughs> yeah. 
I was just like, okay, either somebody's going to break or we're just going to get off here because this is so awkward. But after sitting there for a while, um, we actually had a, a handful of people share and two girls cried that night. And we talked about the importance of releasing that emotion physically because, you know, we're allowed, like we have the ability to shed tears for a reason. And, you know, a lot of times we hold ourselves back from that, allowing ourselves to release and we need that physical release. So the fact that we got to that point and were able to do that with one another was really awesome. And ever since then, um, it's been better. We're still working on it, but we've definitely been a lot more vulnerable with one another. And one thing that's helped us is I have been setting up monthly until we get a lot bigger and we have the breakout groups like you guys have. Um, I'm doing monthly partners. So everybody actually gets a personal par- <coughs> excuse me, partner every month. And that's when, you know, you get a little bit more intimacy with that person. So since we've been doing that, I've noticed that people are a lot more comfortable with one another and sharing. You know, I want to dive into who Circle of Grace is for and who it's not. But before that, you know, you just dropped something that really kind of shifted my focus on this. With those women being able to to share in front of the group, I truly believe that in itself is a life-changing action. Mm-hmm. So few people allow themselves to feel anything. Yeah. They, they, don't, they don't share their true feelings because you're not supposed, well, quote unquote, you're not supposed to out in the world. It's like everybody's supposed to be so even keel, mm-hmm. don't share too much this, too much that. You know, and to to share a raw emotion in a group, I can only imagine how that person felt. You know, you're talking about tears. I can only imagine that weight, though, falling off them. Like, finally, they can say their piece. Finally, they can open up and connect with another human being. Mm -hmm. And even though you're separated via a screen, you know, it's not like sitting at a table. You're still, you know, on connecting on a level that most people never connect with the people they can touch. Right. Their, Their local friends, their local family, they never have the conversations where that type of power comes out of them, where that type of raw emotion and grit and sadness and pain or happiness or joy, you know, it, it it's rare. Now, what a beautiful yeah. thing to do though. What, a, what an opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's great. It's definitely, that was my in, intention. That was a priority for this space is I, I wanted that this to be a space where we could do that because that is so, so important. And that's what we lack. I mean, like you said, in your physical area, everyone just has that face, that mask, you know, we all got a mask and I don't want this to be a space where we have masks like that's when you enter the circle of grace that comes down. We don't we're authentic. We're raw and real with one another. And, you know, that's how you grow. That's how you connect. And that's that's the purpose. So one of the tropes with women is that they're all at each other. It's like putting a bunch of cats and they're all going to fight each other. How are you managing that? Or is that even happening? You know, or is that just a stereotype that's not real? I think that that's absolutely a a stereotype that has truth to it. Um, However, we have not had that issue. Um, I can honestly say we have had not one single problem when it comes to that. We've had no drama, no gossip. Um, That's honestly unacceptable. Um, That's like a zero tolerance. I I don't deal with that kind of thing. And so this space is not a space for that. And if that's what you're looking for, this is not, this is not it. Have you um, had conflicting ideas though? Um, we've had, yeah, some like shared, maybe not like little different perspectives on things. And, you know, that's always welcome. And that's always a good thing. We want to have different viewpoints and perspectives. I mean, that's, if we're all the same, you're not going to get anything out of that. You want to be able to say, hey, well, I don't 100% agree with what you're saying. I can see what you're saying, but 
yeah, you know, that there is some of that and we've, it's been beneficial. Um, I no, guess- absolutely. I think that's a good thing. You know, yeah. on Twitter, like everybody has to get it. Like you don't have to get along, but it's not a character assassination. If you disagree, it's right. the idea of fighting the idea. Like I'll argue my points, you argue yours, but I'm not gonna be like, Oh, you, it's not about you. It's about your idea. Right. You know, and so few people get that. Right. Now, do you think, actually, let me ask you, when people are signing up or they're looking at Circle of Grace, are you getting a certain type of women? Is this for mothers? Is this for people who want to have a family? What if it's a, a, a lady that wants to not have a family? She wants to have a couple of cats and run a business. Is she welcome in Circle of Grace or how does that work? Yeah, so it's open to and pretty much, I mean, I, I don't want to say anyone because it's definitely not open to just anybody because we're looking for what we're looking for is not, Oh, you want to be a mother. Oh, you want to be married or whatever. Um, while those things, we do value those things. It's really, are you looking to grow? Are you looking to hold yourself accountable? Are you looking to hold other people accountable? Like, are you wanting to just, I don't want to say this. Um, but no, there's not a specific, like, this is the type of person you have to be to join this group. It's not, um, you know, we have a, first of all, a plethora of ages, which I love. We're very multi-generational. The youngest being my sister, who's 17. And we have women, you know, 50 plus. So it's a beautiful range. And I love that multi-generational aspect of it because there's wisdom that my sister can bring, at, you know, at her young age. And there's wisdom that, you know, the older generation can bring and everywhere in between. We all have a unique perspective and we all have totally different walks of life. I mean, we have single moms. We have, you know, moms who just are, they're empty nesters now. We have, um, I'm not sure if we have any like new moms, but I know we've got quite a few moms. We've got some that aren't like I am childless as of right now. So we have a wide variety of people and it's not for, you know, a specific person. It's really just about, you know, this is for anybody. And I think one of the misconceptions a lot of people have about Circle of Grace specifically is that, oh, it's just for Christians. So that was um, my follow-up. I'm glad you brought it up. It's, it's, you think of grace on the thing. It has faith. You know, you've, you, you're a person of faith and you're leading it. So that was where we were headed with that one is, is this a faith-based community? So while I, and this is what I've told the girls from the beginning, um, this is not faith exclusive. You know, we're open to people who have different, you know, they're in different walks of their life or different journeys, or they have different perspectives. Um, We have a channel that's specifically a a private channel for our, for our faith. And currently I believe all of the current girls um, do, they're either Christian or Catholic or they're, maybe uncertain, but they want to, um, like they're kind of interested in it. So we kind of have that as of right now, but it's not like, oh, if you're not a Christian, you don't get to be a part of this group. Um, that's not our intention whatsoever. And that's something that I feel has, people have, um, kind of assumed that that's the case. Um, so I want to do a better job of you know, communicating that that's, it's not faith exclusive. Um, that is important. That is an important value to all of us that are in there. Um, but you know, we're not going to close our doors to you just because you don't share that with us. No, that's good. You know, especially when people start to form an image, you sort of start asking yourself why, you know, like when people will say that about FOE, I'm like, well, what would make them think that? And then I realize it's just a lot of people talking that are in the group are 
fathers or their their marriage, like whatever, you know, they're like, oh, this is only for family men. I'm like, whoa, there are a lot of family men, but you know, and you kind of have to explain like this is, but I think that comes down to people looking to disqualify. They, they're always looking for a reason as to, well, I shouldn't join because X, Y, Z. Right. And my counter is like, well, what do you have to lose? You know, like, what do you, what do you have to lose by just entering and seeing what's happening and will it benefit you? Right. Now, when it comes to the women going in, has there been any surprises or anything during this journey of building this up that's caught you off guard? Good or bad? There's been a couple that I was like, hmm, I don't know. But I, you know, opened the opportunity anyways. And I was like, we'll just see. Because it was a really big, you know, the whole thing has just been a trial and error. Um, So, like, okay, well, we'll see how this goes. And I've been... um, surprised in a good way. Um, and then there's been some things that, you know, I think the biggest issue that I've currently run into with the whole thing is, um, the, the way I had it set up at first was I would do interview interviews first, and then I would talk to you about it. And then if it's something that, you know, after I clearly communicate what it entails and I ask, is it something that you want to commit to? If not, let me know. I don't want you to overextend yourself. If it's not something that you feel um, you can prioritize, then don't, you know, there's no hard feelings. And then I've had quite a few come through and they're like, yeah, I'm on board. I'm totally committed. And then they get in there and you don't hear from them. So that's been um, one of the biggest, I think the only real struggle that I've had. Um, but I, I now am doing it to where I think I kind of have it set up more like you guys where, um, you know, you go through the interview or like you have the Zoom one-on-one after somebody enters. So it's like that. Then it kind of removes that barrier. Like you're already showing that you're a bit committed because you're, you've already done the steps that you need to do to, to get in there. And then you've taken the big steps to get in closer. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, you know, looking at, you're a totally different group yet. The concept is very similar. You know, it's a private group. It's an online group, you know, some of the people who have joined, you know, whether they be obese or just, it looks like they're coming from a very disaster of a situation and they get in and all they needed was that group. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, like the person they were, they join, they talk a little bit, maybe they get their ass kicked, you know, Hey, like, let's go get in the gear, no excuses. And all yeah. of a sudden the next month they're like, Hey, by the way, I lost 20 pounds. I made an extra, you know, whatever amount of money. I'm super focused and positive. And you're like, you're not even the same dude. Like, that's so cool that that's all you needed was just that little, like a group to be like, yeah, dude, like we, we give a shit you exist. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. And I love hearing that because that's exactly, I mean, that's the most important part of the whole thing, in my opinion, like really seeing change in lives. And it, it, a lot of times it's just as simple as that. Like, Hey, like, we care and we don't want you to stay stuck where you are. Like, let's grow. Well, that's the thing too, you know, with circle of grace, you know, looking at it, one of the angles I pitch with FOE is that, look, there's not many groups for men. There used to be, you know, fraternal orders. There used to be a lot of male spaces. What issue is circle of grace solving? What are you bringing to these women that they're not finding in the real world? Or do you think there's a message out there, you know, in, in movies and media pushed on women that just isn't jiving and they're finding actually, Hey, this something's right about circle of grace. There's a message in there. That's actually right to how I feel inside. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I think in general, there is a lack of 
you know, fellowship among women. Um, one of the, I guess, I won't even use necessarily my perspective. I'll give you something that a lot of women have told me why they want to want to do this. Cause that's something that I ask, like what made you want to do this or what draw like drew you to this. And a lot of the time um, it's kind of crazy is, you know, people don't, I'm not really accepted for my more traditional values or I'm, I don't, there's nobody I can talk to about wanting to be married. There's nobody that, you know, wants to hear about, you know, me wanting to be a homemaker. They just, they're judgmental and really condescending and all of these things. And I think that there's a big message out there that tells women like your value is in how high you can climb the ladder. And I think that while there are some women who want to do that, and that is their, you know, their dream, that's not all women's dream. And so I think that we've hit a point now where, you know, you are looked down on if you have different values and you, you know, you want to be submissive to your husband and like rely on him to, to lead and provide. And that's been a really big one that I've seen a lot of women, um, come into. Now there's also women in the group that are like, "Mm, no, I'm independent. Like I don't want to submit to a man. So, you know, there's those different perspectives, but that's something that I've gotten a lot from girls that enter that that was what, why they wanted to, because they wanted a space to say, okay, like, this is my dream. This is my desire. And that's enough more than enough. You know, it's, I knew that's where you're going with that. (laughs) It's cool to see it, it, but it's crazy how far that pendulum has swung the other way. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wrote a piece about the revolutionaries being found in squat racks or church pews because now it's people mm-hmm. who are in shape and people who are right with God that are standing up to the man because everybody else is just like in a world of chaos. Yeah. You know, and when looking at the site, you know, you chose your words intentionally. And what I really like is it's not bravado. I can't think of the right word, but there's a spark to you to when you speak, the way, the way you light up, the way you deliver the message, the passion for it, you know, and you're very intentional in the face and in spite of the masses pretty much being against everything you're promoting. But you went through and you wrote, you know, dating, marriage, parenting, homemaking, faith, servanthood, and more. Why is this so close to you? What, again, we bring, I asked a little similar earlier, but why are you willing to stand on this hill? Why did you choose this hill to stand up for these other women, you know, and to say it, it's okay to want these things. It's okay to want to be married. It's okay to want children. Screw what the rest of the world thinks, because that's not a popular message, but here you are, you get your flag in your hand, like, let's go. You know, you're, you're representing that. And it's awesome. But why? Well, honestly, um, a couple, a couple main reasons. So one, I am a Christian, so I have, you know, biblical values. And I'm passionate about that because I'm passionate about my relationship with God. So um, I'm just passionate about that in general. But a lot of that came from, you know, I grew up in a very broken household. And, you know, my parents had me out of wedlock when they were teenagers and they never got together. And my father was absent and my, um, you know, mother was married three times in my lifetime and one of the time she got married, it was a very abusive situation. So I knew what I didn't want because I knew that children deserve loving homes. 
And so I'm very passionate about creating homes that do not create extreme trauma for children. That's honestly my big motive for pretty much everything that I do. And creating strong marriages and strong families is how you ensure that. You know, a, a child is set up for success when they, they're in a home with a loving mother and a loving father and they're, um, you know, setting good examples and they're, they have healthy behavioral patterns. And um, that's just really important to me. And so, you know, by focusing on the dating and the marriage and the servanthood, like these are all things that are important to talk about, to create those healthy relationships, to create those healthy marriages, to um, really set ourselves and our future family up for success. Because how do we heal society? By starting with ourselves and our families, because there's so much brokenness, I think, in society because of what our parents and their parents have done before us. There's so much brokenness and we're so far away from the power of the nuclear family that I truly believe if we fix this and we start with ourselves and we prioritize, you know, creating healthy families, we will see immense change. But I don't think I don't see any other solution. I, I truly believe that this is what's going to change our culture and nothing else, because obviously all of our, you know, examples are not helping us we can wrap the podcast up that that clip right there that that's it <laughs> sold no that was that was well very well said i have how old are you uh 25 okay so you're younger than i i'm 33 and i catch a lot of flack for my age and the the message i push you know who am i to say it and i think there's a point to be made here in that it's the experiences you've had in your life, not the years that, that matter when you're going to deliver a message. Mm. And it seems as though you've had many experiences that even at the young age, they, at 25, you're able to deliver some things that people 50 plus haven't experienced. And I think that puts you in the perfect position. And obviously I'm a little biased because I'm sick of hearing it myself, but to have somebody with that, that experience and looking to drive it. And you likely know, you know, my upbringing when you come from a place that's less than optimal, it for some people, that doesn't become an anchor. It becomes a fuel. It, it drives you to build more for others and to wanting to share that. And it seems like that's exactly what you're doing with Circle of Grace. And I think that, I mean, you can change many women's lives. All they have to do is join and check it out and commit. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, awesome. It's, it's really exciting. And we have a lot of awesome ladies in there who bring a lot of just wisdom and support. And it's, it's not just about me. It's about all of us. And it's, it's really great. It's really great to see um, just the benefit that we've all gotten from it already. And I'm really excited to see um, where it goes and uh, meet the ladies that do come later and see how their lives are changed and affected. Um, Cause we, we need that support system. We need people to come. We need fellow women to come together to join hands and say, Hey, like, I got you. You're not alone. I got you. And we're going to get through this together. Like, it's just what it's what we need. We all need that. I think people who haven't seen it don't understand how powerful that is. When you see it, like obviously in your group, you see it. And if we, I see it, but if you've not seen it, you're like, oh, okay, sure. Like, no, that's some life-changing shit right there. That Mm -hmm. like, they're like, oh my God, for the first time somebody sees me, 
you know, I'm not, I'm not a, a gray man walking by or a gray woman walking by. I'm an individual and they see me. Mm-hmm. I have value. I have presence. I'm there. It, it's, it's awesome. But you brought up, you know, what's to come. So let's talk about that. Do you have any big plans? Are you looking to just grow it? You know, are you building a stronger foundation and just adding more members? What's the future bringing for Circle of Grace in 2021? So I do have big goals. Um, I do want to see it grow um, bigger. I would like to see more women in because I think that um, having, I mean, more people would be more perspectives. And I would like to see us kind of doing breakout groups, kind of the way that you run it. Um, The girls are kind of nervous about it because they're like, man, I love this strong foundation, but we're also excited to grow at the same time. So I think that we're at a point where we've really built that strong foundation and the women that are in there are amazing. I couldn't have asked for better people. And I'm really excited to continue to grow. I want to see, you know, the more women that enter, that means the more lives that are being changed and impacted. And that's what I want out of it. Um, I am, I just talked to uh, my, my dear friend, Leela, this morning. I am wanting to go ahead and do our first retreat this year. Um, that's my goal. So I really want to just kind of get the ball rolling and like, no, we're diving in and we're doing this. We're bringing these relationships into the physical realm and we're going to get it set up and we're going to come together and we're going to fellowship and we're going to really make these relationships deep and real. And I'm excited for that. So I'm really excited to kind of get that going and um, just grow it, see as many women as possible get in there and really start adding value and getting value from it because I know that it's needed. I know that it's like, there are women desperate for this and I want to be that solution for them. I want this to be that opportunity that they can come and they can draw from. That's awesome. Especially the retreat. You know, I, I call a handshake, you know, uh, consummating the friendship, you know, like I can meet these guys all day, but until I shake their hand, look them in the eye, then it's official. Right. But there's nothing cooler. So like the first FOE, uh, meetup we did. It was in Colorado. We went to some mountains and I'd, I'd seen these dudes like on zooms and stuff. We'd have video chats for like years. And then when we met up, it's like, I've known them my whole life. Like you shake, you're like, what's up brother. And you know, you're coming in, you're like, I've never met him before, but I know him, you yeah. know? And when you meet these women, it's, it's cool. And what's better is when you see them like meeting each other, like, Oh, Hey, you're local to me. You know, let's, let's go grab coffee, whatever. And you're like, Oh dude, it's, it's wild, but it's, it proves, you know, how much it's needed you know, real world connections. Like this is great. You know, online is awesome. It brings us together. But then yeah. when you go that next step, you know, we make it a circle of grace a retreat. Like, oh my God, like you're going to cement lifelong friendships and it's badass. And I'm happy to see that. I'm looking forward to seeing that happen. Thanks. Yeah, I'm really excited. And I'm really just excited about the opportunity that it's going to create for women. Um, I'm building a, from the foundational group that I have, I'm building a retreat leadership team. So there's going to be some opportunity for ladies to take some initiative and lead. And I'm really excited to see that unfold and blossom. Um, So it's just, it's great all around. It really is. So putting circle of grace to the side, what do you have coming down the pipeline? You know, you've got your Instagram with all your photography going, you're the host of a podcast. So what's next just for dev? (sighs) That's a good question because I feel like I am all over the place. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I've, I've tried to put my main um, priority outside of obviously like my husband and my home, just be circle of grace right now. I feel like that's where my attention is being called. Um, 
Lila and I decided that we wanted to. So sorry, Lila and I decided that we wanted to <laughs> start our own. Um, well, we decided we were going to do regular YouTube videos, so that's going to be exciting. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm actually going to see Lila this weekend for the first time. So I'm gonna we're gonna drive out my husband and I to uh, Virginia to see her and her husband, and I'm really excited about that. Um, first time I've seen her. I've been friends with her for a few years now from Twitter and she's just been a great, great friend in my life. And I'm excited to bring that to the real world. And I also got some of the other ladies that are on my list to visit. So really excited. But so I'm going to be doing that a little bit with her. Um, and that's all that I really have for right now. Cause I'm trying to, I, I'm like that person that does everything. I said that like, I, I'm a multi-potentialite. Like I have so many different things and I want to do all of them, but I decided that I really needed to like cut things out and focus on a specific thing. So I've really been pouring all of my energy into the circle of grace and it's benefited. It's, it's shown that, okay, this is where your energy needs to be because like it's been growing and, and doing really well. So outside of that, I don't have too much happening. <laughs> That's that's quite a bit. <laughs> I don't think there's not too much happening. After all those things, maybe you'll take a nap. I don't know. You know? <laughs> all right. So I'll have links to your Instagram, your podcast, and Circle of Grace below. If somebody wants to reach out and talk to you, what's the best way they can contact you? Any of my socials. So my socials are all the same on every platform. It's at it's me devclev. Or you can email me directly at grownthroughgrace at iCloud.com. Those are the best ways to reach me. I'm always checking my DMs and my emails. So you'll get a direct response from me pretty quickly. Awesome. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your message. And most importantly, I want to thank you for the energy and time that you're putting into developing your sisterhood, you know, the circle of grace. So for anybody listening, if you're thinking it's right fit for you, or maybe you're a lady to check out, go to circleofgrace.us. So circleofgrace.us. And you can check it all out. If you have questions, obviously hit Devin up before you commit, but I mean, we can't overlook the fact that we need connection. And in a world where there's more isolation than ever, in a world where we, we are divided off our ideas, off our skin color, off our political beliefs, off all these reasons, there are places of unity where you can come with your differences. And I know it's, it's almost trite to say, but the diversity is what makes the group so strong, you know, in FOE, in Circle of Grace the differences, being able to come together, but still looking for that universal goal of looking to improve, looking to connect, looking to feel wanted and a part of something bigger. That's what Circle of Grace is offering. Mm -hmm. You know, so this has been another episode on the Family Alpha podcast. I hope you find your tribe, your community. But again, there's nothing worse than going out of the alone. So reach out to somebody. Just have the conversation. Take care. Thanks for listening. You can join our private men's only community at the fraternity of And don't forget to find Zach on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Zach small underscore.